Hello and welcome to Rose Edge, your one-stop shop for soccer news. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, it is Rose Ed Pod on Instagram and it's Rose Ed Soccer on Twitter. Of course, I'm here with Hannah East. You're right, Hannah? I am all right. How are you, Sue? Okay? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Yes, well, the two that she refers to is little Mike Stavrou. How are you, Mike? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you, Joe. Um, how's everyone's week been, Hannah? You've been, you've had a romantic getaway, haven't you? We, yeah, I have had a kid-free weekend. So I feel, I want to say refreshed, but just really hung over. Um, but I've loved watching the uh, Olympics, having the time to actually watch it. So I feel like it, we've had the Euros and we've had the Olympics and I'm just living my best life. <laughs> How many times do you think in the group that we have, the WhatsApp group, Mike, did I say to Hannah, oh, if you want to meet up while you're in London, just give me a shout. And she just didn't didn't acknowledge. The it's when you said, whereabouts yeah. are you staying? I was like, I'm not telling you. It'll be the, <laughs> hello. I was just trying to meet up with you. I, I thought maybe I could meet up with you and your husband for a drink, maybe just like a half. But you didn't, not only did you say, oh, no, we're too busy, you just didn't even acknowledge it. I just totally ignored you. I'm sorry about rude, that. isn't she? Really, really rude. rude. Um, I'm sorry. Nice I'm time, sorry. Mate. A really nice time thank you yeah excellent good i don't yeah, want to talk you. anymore about it because i feel really guilty now <laughs> don't, don't. It's absolutely fine um mike how's your week been yes yeah, not been bad thank you very much just uh very laid back uh, like hannah watching a bit of the olympics but i'm still not completely into it like i like some events like for me the most exciting ones so far have been the skateboarding and bmx which are not real not really been Olympic events for a long mm. time. I think skateboarding is the first first year actually. So yeah, not my favourite, but you know, something to put put on in the background. I've been setting my alarm to get up during the night to watch the swimming. Oh, That's how yeah. sad I am. You yeah. are the worst type yeah. of person, Hannah. I know, I am, like literally. But I, <laughs> I'm really a, a swimming coach, so I used to swim like four hours a day. So I really enjoy watching swimming and setting my alarm for two thirty to watch it. I've I'll got to go and um, record a, a, a podcast for a major UK radio station after this, which is all about the Olympics. I haven't watched a single second of any of it. Let's hope I they're haven't. not listening to this right now. I don't mind if they are. <laughs> so professional. It will still sound all right, but I'm making it up. I haven't, I haven't seen any of it. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I've had a good week. My flat flooded. I lost my wallet and then I got sick from the second COVID jab. So, But apart from that, it's been quite good. But you said your flat got flooded with poo. Didn't it? It, got flooded with, it got flooded with sewage. Yeah, but you, sewage. I had visions of you just lying on your bed with feces like around your bedroom, just floating on the floor. My, it's just well, a normal I, day. It was, <laughs> yeah, before the flooding. My next door neighbour actually had a poo in the bath. No, no, not he Did didn't he? go for a poo in the bath. Dirty. What she called. Right, sorry, Stephen Clare, that didn't sound like it was meant to. Right, um... Only a couple of weeks left until the new Premier League season. Let's have a look at how the big six are shaping up. Uh, Hannah, Manchester United might be quite good. I think so. Um, I think, well, potentially we've got, like, there's hope there, isn't there? There's positivity for for United fans, which I think over the last few years it's been a bit negative, um, but it's nice to see Ollie's hopefully, what he's been building um, is going to come into fruition. We need some silverware, don't we? So I'm hoping that's going to be, this is a season, it's going to happen. Mike, we know Sancho's in, but it looks like Rafa Varane is coming in as well. Is that, that deal's not quite done yet, is it? Or is it? Uh, it's agreed in principle. I think he just has to do his medical now. So pretty much it's done. Um, it should be a statement signing, Joe, but I'm not really sure it is. Like, I think it's Madrid... No, I just think in, in terms of the actual player, they're getting a, obviously a very good player, World Cup winner, 
uh, experience. But I feel like his best years might almost be behind him. And I, I feel like Madrid have shafted United a bit because he's literally got a year left on his contract and they're getting, well, I think it'll probably end up being around 40 million for him, which is a lot of money for a player that has a year left and is is 28 years old. So yeah, of, of course he will improve the team, but is he a statement signing like a Virgil van Dijk or someone of that ilk? Probably not. One thing I will say is Virgil van Dijk came from Southampton. Rafa Varane has come from Real Madrid where he won three league titles, four Champions Leagues, and he's won a World Cup. So <laughs> I would say... No, I mean, in terms Rafa- of like the, the transformative effect that, that yeah. a centre-back like that can have, I don't think he'll be that sort of signing. Obviously, he's a much bigger name, but you know, you always have to go by profiles rather than names. I would say that this... I, I think, and I don't want this to be the case, I think he could be their Rio Ferdinand. He's 28 years old, good on the ball. He's quick. Feels like a perfect compliment to Harry Maguire for me. The idea of Manchester United finally having a really good centre-back partnership genuinely scares me because you go that back four now, the way Luke Shaw's playing, fantastic. One of the best left-backs in Europe at the moment, probably. Mm -hmm. Um, Aaron Wambasaka, fantastic defensively. Varane Maguire. I think there's still a question mark over the keeper, though, Hannah. Like, I mean, David De Gea, Henderson, I don't really know who's going to play next for United. No, and it's it's a, it's a difficult one. I think um, I'd, I'd say David De Gea was was absolutely unbelievable for a very long time, and I think the last two three seasons, is is sort of disappointed fans a little bit. And I'm speaking from a, a United fans perspective. Um, I don't think I don't think he's he's as as magical as he used to be. I don't think his touch is quite as good. And I know a lot of people disagree me, with me on that, um, but that's that's sort of the general consensus with particularly with David De Gea. And Mike, uh, Oligon Social's got a new contract. I mean, why? He's not going to go anywhere, is he? What? I don't. I don't think. Why did United need to pull the trigger there? Yeah, I mean, I saw a Talksport host recently say that um, every every bad football conversation starts off with that that sentence. By the way, but um, he basically said that no <laughs> other of the nineteen Premier League teams would actually take Solskjaer, and a lot of people agreed with him. Um, I don't really agree. I think it's a little bit harsh. But if Solskjaer's building something. At the moment, he's only at the bungalow stage. Like for him to get up to a townhouse, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I mean, they've, you know, they've, they've lost in a final. They've lost semi-finals, a multiple. So, I still feel like there's a lot of work to be done. I think this is the this is the season now where he'll get a test because yeah, it's a little bit like like Frank Lampard in the sense of very young, inexperienced manager was obviously like legendary status as a player, um, and he did well when the pressure was low. And the expectations were low. All he had to do was get them top four. He's done it. Now Oli's actually got the big name signings in Sancho and Varane. So this is the real test now. And he's either going to sink or swim. Hannah, you're in the property industry. <laughs> is that <laughs> is that how it works? When you're building a house, do you build a bungalow? And then you go, right, that's that. You're like, do you then know you... what? Take the roof off. Let's make it <laughs> two story. Right. And then and then we go in penthouse, right? Penthouse and then yeah, a tower at the end. I mean, I've never heard that analogy before, especially when talking about football managers, that Manchester United are currently at bungalow stage. Um, but it's well, probably true to be honest. Everyone's got such mixed opinions on Ole, haven't they? Like you say, Mike, you know, he's he's kind of building from the youth, but this season I think is gonna be the ultimate test because people have been very patient at the moment. Again, we've had like tur- like very turbulent years since Sir Alex left, you know, the likes of Moisey. Van Hal. It's like we need to see results now. And people have kind of put their trust into Ole, thinking he's going to do the right thing and build from his youth. But we need to see that 
that result. And I think this season's going to be, as you said, the ultimate test for him to build from that bungalow. To build from the bungalow. It could could be a three-story by the end of the... Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Love that. High ceilings. Lovely. Um, (laughs) Paul Pogba's got a year left in his contract. Will he, won't he? I mean, who knows? I just think he needs to go. He doesn't want to play for United, does he? Um, Let's talk City, though. Grealish. Looks like he might be coming in for 100 million quid. I Lots of people seem to think he'll sit on the bench. I don't think he will. I think he's going to go in as kind of that that David Silver replacement. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. That feels like the long-term plan for me, Hannah. Well, if anyone's going to get the best out of a player, it's going to be Pep, isn't it? And like you say, he's probably obviously wanting to unearth like the next um, David Silver. But I don't know. With with Grealish, it's, it seems astronomical money. Is, is he really going to be worth... Um, that those those figures, those stats. I mean, he didn't quite win Gareth Southgate over, did he? Really, in the Euros, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure there. I think the expectation is is way higher. I mean, he's like up there with sort of penthouse kind of mm. status at the minute, and I'm not sure. I think he's Tower maybe block. a two bed semi kind of vibe. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll Jack, see. Jack Grealish is a semi. Uh, <laughs> Nothing wrong with a semi. <laughs> yeah, not really Jack Grealish. Um, <laughs> something he knows about, doesn't it? If you believe the stories, the anyway, right? Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, Grealish. I mean, Mike, the player I compare him to, and I'm not. I'm absolutely not not saying talent wise, but style wise, is Ronaldinho because okay. he's got that kind of. He, I'm not. Ronaldinho is one of my favorite players of all time. I've got a Ronaldinho football big head on my shelf. Tasteful. Um, you can tell I live alone. Because <laughs> I've got a series of novelty 90s football big heads. But he kind of walks around and like kind of strides about and looks for pockets of space to create in. And that's great if you are Ronaldinho. Yeah. But he doesn't do any of the other stuff. The shape, the tactical stuff that, that a team needs. And I wonder if Pep could get that out of him, Mike. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a weird one because obviously Villa, he is the main man. Like Dean Smith just says to him, give the ball to, to everyone give the ball to Grealish and let him do the work. So it's going to be extremely different proposition. But I just think he like in terms of talent level, he's that good. He's probably like one of the best like English talents we've seen in the last, I don't know, five, five years or so, I, I would say. Um, and he's just exploded onto the scene. And I, I think, Hannah, you've been a little bit harsh about, about the England thing, I think. Cause do you? I, it's, yeah, because he's a, he's, he's a sort of player where... Um, he needs to be the the star man, um, yeah. and very much Gareth Southgate was very much like players that he could trust. And because Grealish has not yeah. really got an England profile, he wasn't yeah. he, he wasn't really thrown on. Um, maybe, so I don't know. Maybe I it's, guess that could be a bit unfair of me. When I I think the point I was maybe making and didn't articulate myself as well um, is the fact that there's huge expectation on on Grealish now, isn't there? Yeah. Going into a massive team for a massive price tag, and is it fair to have that unreal expectation on him because he's not as experienced in terms of his silverware and stuff like that? So is it a bit unfair on him before he even starts there? The pressure is like way up there, and and I think yeah. um, it's maybe unfair on him going into that team where people are going to be like right we want 20 30 goals every season is that realistic mm. but like I say if anyone's going to get that out of a player it's going to be pep i <laughs> pep yeah. why, why did you really <laughs> <I don't. laughs> yeah, it was a bit that was like a mic drop um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I think if he goes in, I think he'd be a tremendous signing for them. It's not like I think when other players have gone there, like do you remember when Scott Sinclair went there? Yeah. And it was like, and he's going there. It's like, yeah, I think I'm going to get in the first team. It's like, you're the only person who thinks that. 
Like, on the bench. Yeah. You you are yeah. rubbish. Um, Mike, I can see you you've been trolling me a little bit in the running order today. Um because it was quite a controversial intro. I won't mention it now. This is a family friendly podcast. But you've also said Harry Kane set to join him. That's 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 just not true, is it? He's I know there's talks scheduled with Daniel Levy and Harry Kane next week. I don't think he's going though. It was actually Harry Kane set to join him question mark, wasn't it? <laughs> my that, that changes it that completely changes it uh, yeah it not... just says harry kane to follow dot 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 can you imagine yes. that combination though of, of uh, jack grealish and, and kane that's oh. that'd be pretty lethal. oh yeah dirty that'd be great mm. it'll be nasty um disgusting do you actually do you actually think kane's leaving because he's 28 years old with two busted ankles mm. and levy wants upwards of 100 million pounds for him do you actually think that he's going to go well, I mean, if he does, it means that Man City will be spending two hundred and fifty million um, on two players in one in one window, which seems you know astronomical. But you wouldn't really put anything past them because I think one window they spent one hundred and fifty million on fullbacks. So if anyone's going to do it, it's City, and I think the time is now already because you know the papers are saying that that Kane wants to go. It's you know he, it's his choice, and if he does stay. What version of Harry Kane are you going to be getting? Are you going to be getting the completely committed one that you've had all these years? Or is it going to be someone that's sort of like just there because Daniel Levy doesn't want him to go and won't accept anything less than 150 million? I, d- I don't know. I think for you, like as, as much as he is your star man and, and key player, talking about Spurs, sometimes you have to just let the birdie free. <laughs> another, another, <laughs> is that a phrase? I don't know. Take it as you will. <laughs> Let the birdie free. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I do actually think we do, we do need to let the birdie fly because Kane Kane is not the sort of player to down tools, go and strike, any of that stuff. I really don't think he is. But I just think you don't want an unhappy player there, mm. full stop. It's bad for the dressing room. It's bad for the yeah. club. It's bad for him as a player. He's been an unbelievable servant. And if he just goes, honestly, look, this club can't match my ambitions. If, are you going to go and spend two hundred million pounds to rebuild the squad? If the answer is no, you've got to let me go. And if we get one hundred fifty million quid, that would transform us. We have that team needs so much work, and I just think, I, I uh, yeah, I think if it is one hundred twenty, one hundred thirty, one hundred forty million, I think it would genuinely be best for everyone. Um, I really you, genu- do. you think, genuinely do, do you? Yeah. I do, and I would like to see... Harry Kane's been an amazing servant. I've said it before in here. He's the I love how you're calling him a servant. But servant of the (laughs) club. What was his his salary? Uh, He's the butler. (laughs) He wasn't Um, serving anyone, hon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) That weird, vaguely sexual comment. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't know. I think he's been an unbelievable player of Spurs. He's the greatest player to ever play for the club. And I think if he wants to go, I mean, we've not held up our end of the... We, it's not me. And Daniel <laughs> Levy has not held up his end of the bargain in terms of... My mate, Daniel. Yeah, in terms, of, in terms of the club's ambition. And I don't know, I just think it's time to let the birdie free, as yeah. Mike says. <laughs> Chelsea has always obviously got eyes on them in the transfer market, but not been doing loads. They're looking for Jules Koundé, the young French centre-back who's at Sevilla. Um, been linked with Lukaku. I don't think Lukaku would come back, would he, Mike? I don't think so, because based on how well he's done in, in Serie A and the stick that he got while he was in the Premier League um, at Manchester United and even like Chelsea fans, I don't think they they rated him at the time. I feel like, why would you? He, he just won the title. He scored like 
20 goals um, in, in back-to-back seasons. Obviously, Antonio Conte is gone from from Inter, which you know maybe could have could have changed his mind a little bit. But I think he'll he'll stick there. Um, and yeah, why would you go back to a, a club that just that didn't really give you a chance and, and tossed you out? They've they've done it so many times, and you think you think they'd learn Chelsea, wouldn't you? And I think he benefits as well a little bit in. Um... I mean, he's a good player at Everton, to be fair. He did all right at United. I didn't think he was a bad player at United at all, to be fair. But he's benefited in Italy from, I think, the slower pace of the game because that his kind of, well, I suppose his key attributes are obviously getting on the ball and being pretty unshakable off the ball. And he's also obviously shed a bit of weight, added a bit of pace to his game. So I think he's really, really thrived in Italy. And I think the Premier League is a little bit more robust and a little bit more physical. And I don't think that would necessarily be best for him. Uh, Olivier Giroud has gone to Milan, uh, Hannah. That's mm-hmm. so glamorous, isn't it? That a man, that handsome in Milan. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh Absolutely oh. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is that is catwalk stuff written all over it. Um, Timo Werner, the, one of the biggest flops in recent Premier League history. Oh, um, well, <laughs> is it harsh but I true? Mean, I guess. But, but we, poor we little actually, Timo. We're lucky enough to actually have Timo on the show to to, to, to defend himself. We might do. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> so we're lucky enough to have Timo on the show today. Um, Timo, how 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 do you feel about the upcoming season? Well, I'm so excited to be at uh, at Chelsea. Uh, you see what they did in the Champions League uh, with Frank. We talk about things like systems. Uh, he wants me as a, a player. I am very happy. Timo Werner there. So- <laughs> Thanks, Timo. Thanks, Timo. Thank you. Thanks, Timo. <laughs> Extraordinary. If you think that, that that's not Timo Werner, it is. Just, just Google him because that is how he speaks. Um, but Mike, he basically—I think it was something like nine. He'd have had nine more goals in the Premier League or something if he wasn't caught offside last season. Do you think he can finally learn to play a yard further back? Yeah, but that's like saying if, if a bungalow had two floors, you know, <laughs> like this—it's it's exactly the same thing. It's just completely like ridiculous because it is literally his job to stay onside. So how could you say that? You know, how could you say that? How could you say that? <laughs> Oh God, I'm going to release a video this week called Mike's Metaphors. <laughs> Just a little package of Mike's questionable wisdom. Um, Hannah, he's a good player though, isn't he? Gets into good positions. Do you think he might might have a better season? Well, hopefully. I mean, it's how as a from a, a player's perspective, how do you think in terms of like the pandemic, not having fans in, you get a real a true representation of a team. You're, you're playing in the home games and you've got the home fans around you. But how hard must it be really for, for new signings, new players that have come and, and playing and, you know, people talk about the squad and the uh, being, playing at home. But actually, when there's no fans that have been in stadiums and stuff, are you getting a true representation of the passion for that club? And I know we can get fans back in this season. And that's why I'm sort of hoping that some players may may shine. If you're a bit more of an extrovert as a player, you thrive off that atmosphere. And I'm hoping that, you know, this season we're probably going to see some players that will really step up a little bit more, give that extra 10%. I think these guys, there's certainly a question of a lot of these guys thrive on the pressure and the passion yeah. and the atmosphere and that kind of thing and just aren't the same players when it when it when that's not there. Yeah. Um, I suppose, yeah, there's two sides of the coin for a new signing, aren't there? Because you don't get that atmosphere, you don't get that boost. But equally, if things aren't going well, you don't get the criticism from the fans. Yeah. Because they will turn on you. 
quite quickly. Um, I've been guilty of doing it myself several times <laughs> with several players. Um, I mean, Hannah, who's going to win the league? That's So I'm thinking, yeah. I'm, I'm putting it out there. I, I mean, if City um, sign Grealish, if they sign Kane, that you don't even, you, you're done. The season's over, City, mm. 100%. Um, but equally, you know, I'll always say you never, I'm, I'm hoping that Manchester United are going to pull through um, this season. I really am really excited to actually be able to sit in my seat um, for my season ticket and actually watch a home game um, for Manchester United. But with their new signings, I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to, we're going to be up there. Are you going to be back there? You're, 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 you're really taking your season ticket? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I've had it for years, so I'd never. Apart from the guy that sits next to me, not my husband, and the guy on my right hand side, his his <laughs> breath sleeps in my bed. Honestly, oh. honestly, I just don't even know who he is. Um, yeah, he the guy that sits next to me on my right hand side, um, his breath is so offensive. It's like he's eating a sandwich, and every time, sometimes I'm like, please don't let United score, just not now. Like it just he stinks. So um, I kind oh of looked God. at, you know, maybe ways of moving my, <laughs> moving my seat just to get away from it. Why can't, why can't your husband swap seats with you? Because he likes the guy on the other side and he said he's not going to sit there because he can smell it when it goes downwind and he's oh breathing. My. It's oh, so bad. Awful. It's honestly, um, I know that's kind of not the question that you asked me because I've <laughs> digressed about a man's smelly breath, but it really puts me off. And I've offered him a mint a few times and then if United do score I'll get like a little smint and try and flick it in his mouth but yeah it stinks proper do you like stinks a, do you like a smint some Listerine yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> toothpaste um, toothbrush, toothbrush. <laughs> I would actually I'm not I would actually be emailing the club and saying I want a different seat because and I would say because the guy next to me stinks and it ruins the game okay I'll, I'll see what that I mean I'll see what they come back with I'll do that on one day because they they know you're not lying because no one would be mental enough to make up that yeah. excuse. Yeah, would they have ever had an email like that before? I don't think so. I'm going um, to try I, it. I turned down a season ticket at Spurs this year, so it kind of shows you where where I think we're going to be. Did you get it free um, in a leaflet? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm only joking. In a magazine, like those old, um, like you used to get like, oh, pardon me, sorry, I'm just choking. Like, like you used to get like Davidoff Cool Water, like that you'd rub on yourself before you go to Oceano. Yeah, it came free in FHM. Oceano. <laughs> Um, Mike, where do you think? How do you think Arsenal are going to get on this season? Um, can we save Arsenal for next episode? Because it brings me too much pain to talk about. <laughs> yeah, go on then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll give you my. I'll give you my Premier League winners. I'm yeah, gonna, go for it. I'm going to disagree with Hannah, and okay. uh, I'm going to go Chelsea. Are you? Because okay. yeah, I think if they if they can bring in a striker, it will be a huge bonus, um, and I'd fancy them even more. But just because, yeah. like the way they just blew opponents away. Um, in the in the Champions League by not even being you know spectacular but just grinding games out, um, taking their chances like it's so defensively solid. I think that that they can do it because I, I I think they've got enough going forward to to break down the smaller teams and they've yeah. got more than enough in the big games. You know they beat Atletico, they beat um, uh, Real Madrid as well on the way to the Champions League. So I feel like they tactically Tuchel's got it spot on and I feel like he'll be able to navigate it through and, and and see them through but I still think they do need a few positions but you look at their squad and you know they spent all their money last season really like in the in the COVID window when no one else was was improving they got they spent so much like Havertz who I think is going to have a huge season for them so I think all the elements are sort of coming together for them to to win it and Chelsea always up there anyway aren't they so I think they're, they're going to be the underdogs aren't they 
Oh, here we the go. Underdogs. Here, here we, we go. go. Underdogs. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting, isn't it? Because, right, so obviously Tuchel came in and had like, what, 15, 16 games, whatever he had in total, won the Champions League, made them, I would say, the best team in the Premier League after Christmas. And it'd be interesting to see if he can maintain that for an entire season. Um, right. Anyway, something else we've got to talk to you about today. Robin Van Persie has said, how do you say Ricky, Ricky Pooig, Ricky Pig? <laughs> how do you, how do you <laughs> say his Ricky name? Pig. R- Ricky Puig, I think. Ricky Puig, Ricky the Pig. Um, <laughs> Just Robin Van Persie Ricky said that Ricky Puig um, at Barcelona looks like his son. Um, Hannah, do you have any famous lookalikes? Well, actually, uh, yes, I do. Um, there's a, obviously everybody knows what EastEnders is, which is like a, a Southern, um, what would you call it? Soap opera. Soap opera. That's what it is. <laughs> I would call it what it is. I'm telling you, it's a soap opera. And one of the main characters on there has got two sons, and she's she's called Peggy Mitchell. And the day that I gave birth to my second son, my my brother sent me a picture of Peggy Mitchell. Um, her character is is sort of quite short with white hair, and she's got like yellow teeth with rather large chest. Um, and quite an aggressive character. Um, and my brother, the second, like literally within an hour, he was, he was like, oh my God, you've had two boys here, Peggy Mitchell. And then he says, I look like her as well. Also been, uh, there's a, a, a Yorkshire actress called um, uh, somebody Froggart and people Joanne genuinely, Froggart. Joanne Froggart, he, I, I, we, I, we do look alike. So um, yeah. Oh, Joanne Froggart's lovely. I interviewed Joanne Froggart. Did you? And she's got sort of like, she's does sort of quite a weird, like intense, like starey thing when you're talking to her. Oh. I liked it. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes people say to me, oh my God, I've seen you. I've seen you um, on TV. And I'm like, oh, presenting like a live sporting event. And they're like, no, in um, Coronation Street. In Downton. Like, yeah, that, that wasn't me. Not me. But I don't mind the comparison. I thought in EastEnders, you were going to say, who's that? Woman who's quite hard with the Kat short Slater. hair. No, no, the woman with the short blonde hair who's quite tough. Pat Butcher. <laughs> Not Pat oh. Butcher. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it? Is it Shirley? Shirley. Shirley. <laughs> oh, oh, Joe, that is horrific. That is so cruel. You're a nasty oh. man. You are a nasty man, Joe Forrester, and I am not your friend anymore. Because- After I saw a picture of you when you were what eight years old, when you were like. You look very different Chubby. when you were younger. Chubby. Um, well, I'm fat and also one eye is about three inches higher than the other. <laughs> um, my um, my mate did reply to that and said, I didn't know Quasimodo played for your school football team. <laughs> oh. Well, you deserved it. I want five minutes. I'm not friends with you anymore. Um, oh. sorry, sorry, Shell. Um, Mike, who, <laughs> who, who, do, uh, who do people say you look like? Um, I've got Hugh Grant before Colin. Uh... <laughs> Um, no, I've actually got a really awful one, which I don't really know if I want to say, but um, I don't know if anyone knows Khabib Nurmagomedov. I do, the UFC fighter, yeah. Yeah, he's he's really ugly, but I will take it because he's like he's hard as nails and he's, yeah. he's beating up Conor McGregor, so I will take that. Um, but yeah, I think you look like Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> you know, it, oh, in Jesus. the... Uh, have yes. you ever seen the BBC Narnia. adaptation of Narnia, where um, where James McAvoy <sighs> is Mr. Tumnus and he's got a little beard? And I can imagine you waiting by the lamppost when you come out of the come out of the closet, especially with the hot pants on that you're wearing tonight. Come out of the closet? <laughs> no, it's not the closet. It's a bit of an accusation. Jesus. 
<laughs> it's the wardrobe, yeah. It's the wardrobe, not the, the not lion, lion witch in the closet. <laughs> oh. um, you know what? I would, I would take James McAvoy though. So uh, that's sort of half a compliment. I get, um, I get two. So I get Meza Erzil. Um, okay. Don't nod. <laughs> but like, because especially when I was thinner, my eyes were quite googly, sort of pointing out the side of my head. So I looked I a bit like a chihuahua. Yeah, 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 like that. Um, or uh, Wayne Rooney. Or um, daytime TV presenter Stephen Mulhern. Oh yeah, my goodness! Yes, you it. do. Yeah, he's yeah. You Same kind of energy do. as well. I um I once posed uh, posed for a photo with a child who thought I was Stephen Mulhern at, at the Nickelodeon Kids Awards. So it was a happy day for why were man. why were you at the Nickelodeon Kids Awards? Don't worry about it, Hannah. I'm not allowed to talk about it um, <laughs> because of the ongoing case. <laughs> Sorry, Your Mike. words. Your words, Joe. <laughs> Wayne Rooney's been up to mischief, hasn't he? He's injured one of his players, Mike. Yeah, he's a naughty boy, isn't he, Wayne Rooney? I don't think they actually have many players, so to actually injure one, in a, <laughs> reportedly injure one in, in training, um, wasn't the best idea. But yeah, Derby are a huge mess, aren't they? And they, uh, it sort of feels like Rooney will leave. It's just a matter of time. Because uh, it's not gone particularly well, so I don't know. Let's let's, let's see what happens. But he's a bit of a how naughty he, boy. How did he injure a player? He how smashed. He, he smashed into Jason Knight, didn't he? Brilliant. <laughs> during uh, during training, yeah. Which actually, in year ten, Mister Fendley did to me. So, um, in what we context? Mister Fenley came right through the back of me, and we were, <laughs> um, so he was a physics teacher. We used to call him the Whippet, um, and he had like a little hole in his neck. He was really weird, Mister Fenley. He was a horrible bloke. Um, a and if hole you listen, in his neck. Yeah, like a little hole in his. Neck. I don't know what it wouldn't. You couldn't like see it or put your finger in, but he had like a dent in his neck. Um, Imagine being at school and trying to put your finger in your teacher's neck. <laughs> like, this is a, this is a, yeah, this is it was really horrible to me when I was like, "Sir, what's that?" Poking <laughs> him in the. I was. I went to school in Manchester. You yeah, put the hole Northern. in his neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were training once, and I had the ball. And the next thing I know, I just felt a tremendous collision from behind. And next thing, next thing I knew, and you were pregnant. <laughs> um, yeah, next thing I knew, I was on the floor looking up, and Mr. Fenley was running off with the ball. But you can't complain, can you? Because he's not going to get sent off or even free kick because he's the teacher. So there you go. That's my Mr. Fenley story. Um, and if you are listening, sir, thank you for all the education. <laughs> That's probably a good place to leave it today, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, thank you very much for listening. If you want to get in touch, if you've got any lookalikes, do let us know. It's at Rosehead Pod on Instagram, Rosehead Soccer on Twitter. Um, thank you very much, Hannah. Thank you, as always, both of you. Thank you very much, Mike. Cheers, Joe. And we will see you next time. Bye.